Dive into our latest courses designed to enhance your bond with your furry friend. Whether you're a seasoned owner or a new puppy parent, there's something for everyone at dogspeak101.com. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Enroll now and take the first step toward a happier, well-behaved dog. Visit dogspeak101.com to browse our course catalog. Get 10% off all courses through February the 14th. Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Hope you're having a wonderful week so far. Yes, I am still tired. Puppies. Puppies. I um, I kept the little shitter. Well. Thanks, Goofy Foot. Yeah, kept the little shitter. Um, right now we're going with Shizu Terrier Mix, and we'll get his DNA, and we'll let you guys know. But he is a cute little thing. He is cute. Took him to prison this morning. Mm-hmm. And the guys are not used to seeing uh, anything but... Golden Labs and Doodles, and I will tell you. Or puppies that are older. You're right, or puppies that are that young, Yeah. which I made them work with a dog that young where no one has really started. I mean, he's just been wearing a collar fairly consistently, consistently for like two days, mm-hmm. and he was on the leash longer than he has been since we've had him, How which is you- only like 10 days. How do you do? He did good. Uh, they were doing a lot of treating and rewarding, and they did a really good job. Uh, but it was really cute to watch them. Yeah. And they wanted me to leave him there. <laughs> I mean. It crossed my mind. Don't don't <laughs> think it didn't. It crossed my mind to be like, oh, I can get some sleep. Um. So, but no, he did really well. And hopefully we won't hear him. I just put him in his crate for a nap because he doesn't nap much. No, I think he's going to be out. But he was so tired coming back from the prison. Yeah. So, yeah, some if we have new listeners are like, what were you Why doing in the prison? prison? <laughs> um, check out riservicedogs.org, and that's how you'll know why we were in prison. Uh, we have inmate trainers training service dogs, mm-hmm. and I go weekly to train these guys to make them better. And I love these guys. It was really cute, though, to see them with a puppy that little. And yeah. uh, somebody, one of them said, seeing that dog in your arms just didn't match because they're used to seeing maybe like these big dogs, yeah. right? So one was like, it just didn't seem to match. And then one yeah. was like, oh, to see the look on your face while you were holding him. Aww. So they have different opinions. You love him. Yeah. We have a, one of my trainers name is Buckethead because he has a bucket head. And I told him that he's the it's daddy. Not a, not a troll name. No, he's the daddy because they have similar heads. I'm like, I bet you're his daddy. Yeah, no. Buckethead is... He liked the little thing, too. Hmm. Yeah, it was good. It was good. He did good. So I'll take him every time I go, probably, and let them train him and work him up, help me out a little bit, and yeah. learn. Awesome. Yeah. So anyway, that's all I got. I'm sleepy. and It's I'm, like a new mom. It's hard. <laughs> Getting up. I mean, I don't know how y'all do it with babies. Like, uh, we saw somebody at the park yesterday with a new baby. Not new baby. Probably six, seven months, and a new puppy. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you do that? How much do you drink? Uh, <laughs> I mean, how much do you really drink? I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Anyway, we have some really good new ideas for some podcast episodes. Um, I went to a client this weekend, and he was, like, throwing them at me. Um, so today, is we're doing because he wanted this one to be done. Um, yep. But I'm going to have him on. 
Because he wants to have a before dog speak and after dog speak conversation. Oh, that's cool. But one of my favorite is that he wants us to do an episode of Converted Assholes. Com- what? Well, so now that he's been learning about dogs and then growing up and how dogs are treated growing up, he was like, God, we were assholes. Mm, okay. We were assholes growing up to dogs. Sort of learning the like and the transformation from yeah. aversive to positive. Yeah, he's like, can we just have a, a episode on converted assholes? Because I was an asshole. I was like, mm. don't worry, I was an asshole to my dogs too, because that's what we were raised to do. I think, yeah, we've all been there. Yeah, I said, you know, the thing is, and he's like, and I feel guilty. I'm like, don't feel guilty. Feel guilty if you know better and don't do better. Mm-hmm. But if you know better and you do better, there's no reason to feel guilty. Yeah. Right. So. All of you out there that are maybe learning new ways or trying to understand it differently, don't be, don't let that guilt be there. Just do better. Mm-hmm. You know, it's those people that know there are better ways, but still use a shot collar. Yeah. I was at the dog park the other day doing a client and saw somebody in there had a shot collar on their dog. Guess what? It got into a fight. Well, yeah. of course it did. Because yeah, it got a shot collar and owners walking around with a remote control. So, yeah. Anyway, we're not going to get into that today. Mm -mm. All right. What are we talking about today? Uh, So we're going to talk about some dog training myths. Um, We have a lot of people who uh, call and they'll Google some things and they're like, hey, I read this thing or my friend said I should do this or, you know. I think my dog is this because this other trainer said so. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and this this idea actually came from your client as well. Um, so we are doing Mythbusters today. Da, da, da. Um, maybe a two-parter, but we'll just kind of get into it a little bit. Um, the biggest one that we hear is the uh, whole alpha uh, myth. And, uh, oh, this one, because I, I believe you're... Your client told this story uh, about the bone. Oh, if you wanna, yeah, if you wanna tell that one. Oh my, oh my, <laughs> oh my. And all I have to say is, if if you happen to be the trainer that told this guy this, and you're listening to my podcast, please learn, please do better. Um, so they had had a, another trainer come over to do some training, and one of these two dogs are low confidence, COVID pups, mm-hmm. you know. But the dad was doing a really good job at, like, giving them really good, healthy, like, good soup bones. Right. Right. So that they could chew on them, get the marrow out, get the meat, chew on the bones, get that chewing in there. And was doing, I mean, it was, he was like, they loved it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just, you know, something they really enjoyed. Right. He enjoyed giving it to them and they enjoyed having it. Yeah. And so the trainer came over and found out that he was doing this and looked at him and was like, uh, No. No, only the alpha gets the bone. <laughs> I told you I was going to laugh. I never even told that. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> she just snorted on it. <laughs> you guys. I uh, The thing is, though, I hear this all the time where... Um, you know, someone will call or email and they're like, somebody told me that, you know, I should let the alpha go through the door first or, or that you should go through or the door you first. You should be yeah. the alpha and go through the door yeah. first. Um, 
if your dog is oh here's another one if your dog is getting in your face uh it means that they're trying to dominate you yeah like they should not you should not be on the same level as your dog yeah because that was another thing he said they shouldn't be on the furniture uh you don't you don't get on their level you don't get in the floor and play with them <laughs> what the fuck are we doing with the dog <laughs> Why do we have a dog? Why is it here? Why is it here? We don't deserve dogs. Y'all, I'm just like, this whole, only the alpha gets the bone. I, I, right? My thing is, I don't know. I I don't know where that comes from. I mean, even in a wolf pack, they're all going to eat. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know about, you know, yeah. wolf dynamics. Uh, but, um, yeah, that yeah. one. It's not what y'all think when, when, if we weren't even, we're not even talking about wolves, but just to kind of throw it out there that the whole kind of leadership of wolves, you, your alpha and omega or your, you know, whatever your top two, it's all about reproduction. Mm-hmm. It's not about anything else. It's not about like who does what first. Right. Or, it's who's, yeah. who's going to reproduce. Yeah. Who's going to keep the pack yeah. going. So with dogs, guys, I don't know why we humans have this like, this, I don't know, desire, um, bad habits, fascination. I don't even know what the right word is of somebody has to be dominant and in charge. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's what's wrong with us right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it, we don't deserve dogs because we're, we are, we can be such assholes based off really bad advice and old school stuff. Yeah. Um. Your dog is not trying to vie for leadership. They're not trying to be the alpha over you. Mm-hmm. Um, the puppy this morning was humping uh, one of the doodles at prison, and one of the trainers goes, is he just trying to be dominant? No, he's horny. Yeah. I mean. He doesn't know any better. <laughs> he doesn't know any better. He's horny. Granted, he may be bu- being a bully. Right. Uh, for sure. Yeah, but no, he's not trying to be dominant. Um, dogs are not. They're, you know, we put them in this world of uh, something they're not familiar with. And, and we've, we've, you know, brought them into captivity. And then, you know, it, it, it's just, I, I mean, I don't even have the right words just to say how stupid this is. And I know that it's been around old school and about this whole going through doors first and don't let the dog walk in front of you. And I literally look at my clients and and I'm like, they don't they don't understand what you're trying to accomplish mm-hmm. by them walking behind you. That doesn't mean squat for them. Going to a door first, they don't even know what a door is. Right. What the hell's a door yeah. to them? How is that, you know, how is that establishing any sort of yeah. dominance or leadership uh, for the, it's a threshold. Yeah. I mean, and, and I want you to understand that leadership and dominance, leadership and alpha, these are not the same thing. They're not interchangeable. No. Um, dogs are not trying to take over the world. I wish they kind of would sometimes. I mean, I th- it would be a better world honestly, if they did, they right? Be better off. Since they're so good at avoiding conflict, <laughs> maybe they need to take over the world. Um, but all they want to do is they just want to have this relationship and they want to know how to navigate this world. Yeah. And if yeah. you want your dog, if you want to give your dog a bone, give your damn dog a bone, mm-hmm. not a cooked bone, <laughs> a raw bone. Right. Find the right bones. If you want to lay, if you want your dog to lay on the couch with you, let them lay on the couch with you. If you want to sleep with your dog, sleep with your dog. 
My clients are, they're floored when they're just, they tell me, well, they sleep in the bed with me. I know that's wrong. And I just look at them and say, do you enjoy it? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Well, I don't sleep yeah. here. I, I mean, don't sleep with you. I don't care. If there aren't behavioral if issues. If there's no behavioral issues in that bed, then fine. But, I mean, you may want to talk to your life partner. <laughs> that might be a thing. And see if that's an issue. <laughs> I mean, your sex life might be kind of going downhill from there if you got the dog in there all the time. But dogs don't give a crap about leader. They just want to know what they need to be doing, what the expectations are, and how to navigate this world. Right. So, stop, y'all. And that's your role as the leader because... We're putting them in homes. We're putting them in environments that make no sense to them. Your job is to lead them and to guide them and set expectations for them. Like, yeah, you walking through a door first <laughs> is right. Like, wa- that's not conveying anything to them. No. Um. You know, granted, uh, if there may be a time where, you know, a working dog, for instance, that is a safety thing. Yes. And they're taught to do that. But to to show them that you're boss. Right. That, it, that, that is not going to translate no. to them. Right. So we're not saying that if you want to go through the door first. Fine. Like, that's fine. If, or that's if you want to wait to give your dog permission, yeah. I totally agree with that for safety purposes. If that's convenient for but you. But don't and do it with the motivation that you're showing right. that you're dominant. Just right. like we don't need to be grabbing their snouts or grabbing them on a scruff or pinning them. Rolling them over. Rolling them over and make them be in a submissive state of mind. Please stop watching that crap. Yeah. They don't get that. Don't stop being bullies. Number yeah. one, in, in the way that you're trying to establish dominance over a dog, you're actually being a bully Mm -hmm. because it's not a thing. Mm -hmm. It's not a thing. So stop. Stop. I'm so like floored about the whole bone. Like I just, I'm only alphas get the bone. That is going to live in my brain rent free for a real long time. I just, I can't wrap my mind around it. And then I feel so bad for the other dog. That's like, but I would like to have a bone too. I really like the bone. I mean, no. I mean, maybe. I think, no, basically, he's saying that neither dog gets the bone because only an owner gets the bone. He's not even saying one of the dogs get the bone and the other one. He was saying that you shouldn't be giving bones to the dog because only the alpha gets the bone, which is the man of the house. Okay. I've also heard it. So this is funny. Oh. I've also heard your alpha dog oh, yes. can have the bone. Um, yes, please stop that too. I've, cause you know, a lot of people, well, she's the alpha of the house. Well, no, she's the leader over certain things. Right. And if you're saying that she's straight out the alpha, then she's probably being a bully. Yeah. You're misinterpreting. It's right. a bully. Um, anytime I walk into a multiple dog household and somebody says, so-and-so is my alpha. Mm, are they? No, yeah. they're probably a bully. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Or they're super good with signals in there. They just kind of keep order. Right. That doesn't mean they're the alpha. Exactly. It means they're a good leader. Absolutely. Uh, and they've got good dog skills. That's right. And, you know, most dogs in a pack, and I say pack loosely, um, in a family setting, um, as dogs do, they will kind of pick and choose what's important to them. Mm-hmm. Right. Just like we do living together. You and I have to live in together. We kind of have to decide... What are what are the things that are important to me mm-hmm. that may not be important to you? 
what things are important to you that are not really important to me. You make up your bed every morning when you get out of it. I also make up your bed when exactly, you get out of it. Because it's not that important to me. <laughs> right? It's just not that it's not that thing. I, I want to air my bed out and then, you know. Yeah, yeah. If I straighten Sci- it up, I straighten it up. Science says that that's important actually. Yes, exactly. You should keep your bed uncovered. For a little bit after you get out of it in the mornings. Thank you. But it's just, again, it's anytime people have to live together or dogs have to live together, they do have to figure it out. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that I'm more in charge or that you're more in charge. Right. Right. We share this life Mm -hmm. and we share um, what we have in it. And we have to figure out what that looks like. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of times, like young couples, now I'm getting into like human stuff, young couples don't do very well living together because they haven't quite figured out what's important to them individually. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. But anyway, this is not a human podcast. Um, <laughs> of course it is. Yeah, of course it is. So yeah, so yeah, stop trying to be alpha and stop, stop thinking that your dog is trying to be alpha over you. They're not. They just want somebody to help guide them through this world that they have found themselves in. If you want to sleep with your dog, sleep with your dog. If you want your dog to walk in front, let them walk in front. Now, I'm not saying let them be unruly. Mm-hmm. It's not what I'm saying. You need to give them, you know, expectations and guidance and teach them manners. But just throw away this alpha crap. And if you have any, if you talk to any trainer, and I'm losing my patience on the, the some of the trainers that I hear about because it's like, Get with the new world, right? Stop trying to be so just mean. Aggressive. Aggressive. Um, Like so many times I've heard my clients who had these other trainers been like, oh, yeah, they told me I had to show them who's boss and I need to get in their space when they jumped on me that I need to walk into them with my chest out and showing them that I control this space. Okay, bully. Like what? I mean, it's like, stop. So if you talk to any trainer who mentions anything about being alpha, being dominant, about showing them who's who's boss or, you know, controlling a space or, I mean, anything that sounds aggressive to you, run away because <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. They don't understand dog behavior and they certainly don't respect dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny um, thinking about resource guarding when, you know, I'm talking to someone and I say, you know, it's important for a dog to understand that resources come from us as the leaders um, and the, you know, rewards come from us. But I, when I say that, I don't mean it in, hey, you can't have this. I mean, it's not a. I own this. Food. I, I own this food and you're going to, you know, act this way before blah, 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 blah. Um, and so it, it's funny to see um, trainers who positive trainers who work with resource guarding, like they're not going in there and posturing. Mm-mm. They're not going in there and trying to take up space. They're not going in there and saying, no, the space or this food or this toy is mine. You know, right. they're not going in there aggressively. They're going in there like, hey, bud. Like, <laughs> I can I can enhance yeah, you don't. Yes, I can make you feel more comfortable. Yeah, while you're eating, like you don't have to guard this. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm gonna respect you, um, and so th- that's what's so funny to me is that even something such as resource guarding, 
you don't have to go in there with this chest out bigger than you behavior. Right. Um, well, aggression, when you meet aggression with aggression or aggressive behavior with aggressive behavior. Right. What are you going to get? Aggressive behavior. Mm-hmm. Period. And another thing with that resource guardian, oh, okay, another thing to stop. Maybe this should be a, a please stop doing this uh, <laughs> title. When you give your dog food, please stop sticking your hands in there and playing with the kibble just so your scent is on it. Trust me, they can smell you from a mile away. Um, also, stop picking it up while they're eating. You want to create resource guarding, then that's what that's yeah. what you'll do. Keep taking their If you keep away. taking the food away or you're walking in and making them stop or sticking your hands in there or touching and petting all over them while they're trying to eat, you're going to create resource guarding. If you yeah. give them their food, let them eat. Leave them alone. Mm-hmm. You bitch all the time about how they act while you're eating dinner. Mm-hmm. So why are you doing it to them? Right. Now I'm worked up today. Because <laughs> well, this is a good episode, right? Because well, it's frustrating. Well, when we talked about it last night, I was like, oh, man, let's go do it now. I know. Let's go record this now. I just, I'm frustrated, I guess, because I feel like as a profession... And as knowledge is being spread as as easy as easily as knowledge is spread now, mm-hmm. we shouldn't be having to have this discussion. Right. We shouldn't have to be talking about people doing this still. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where my kind of my passion comes out in that frustration, because we shouldn't still be having to talk about it. I shouldn't still have to be telling people that your dog walking through the door before you is they're, that they're trying to be dominant. That that's not a thing. Yeah. It shouldn't even be in the conversation. Mm-hmm. We've got to change the way that we're thinking about dogs, the way we treat dogs, and look at ourselves in the mirror and say, would I want to be treated this way? Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, by someone who doesn't speak your language and is you're in an environment that is not familiar. Um, imagine how scary that can be. Yeah. And then they're being scary with their movements, their body language, their tone. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's not okay. I mean, I'm thinking, I'm sitting here, if I'm sitting at a restaurant, and I mean, how would y'all feel if you're sitting in a restaurant and a waitress brings your food, puts the food down, walks away, and then comes back and without saying anything, picks it up away from you. Mm-hmm. Makes you look at them in the eye, and then they set it back down. Oh, that thing, the eye contact thing drives me crazy. I know. I'm like, come on. Are y'all that? I mean, I kind of almost feel like it's like humans are trying to make up for something they're lacking mm-hmm. with their dog. Yeah. I I don't. I, I just, mm. I, we don't deserve dogs most of the time. Um, and, and the thing is, guys, I started training with all these myths. I thought all this was true. Mm-hmm. I've been there. I get it. I'm sad that we're still talking about it 26 years later. Yeah. That's, I think that's the frustrating part, is that we're still talking about it. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, stop being, stop thinking your dog's trying to be dominant and you don't need to be dominant or over your dog. What you need to be is you need to be the rock. You need to set those expectations. You need to be their tour guide, their upper management. You need to help them navigate this world. You need to be the one thing that they can trust and the one thing they can count on and that you're the one keeping them safe. Yeah. Not them having to worry about you as well as 
the world because of your inconsistencies or because of your bully tendencies because somebody taught you that Mm -hmm. or because you read too much on the internet or you watch too many videos or you watch people on TV. Mm -hmm. Let's start being nicer. All right. We're done with that one. We're done with that one. Because I could, I mean, that one, I could, yeah. We're done with that one. Frustration. Okay. Um, Though you're not going to like the next one either. Ah, man. We've talked a lot about pinch collars and how much we despise them. Um, But I still hear this argument so much that a pinch collar mimics a mother's bite to the neck and therefore teaches them they should not do something. (laughs) So do you want to get into the difference between a mother's correction and a pinch collar? Or would you rather just go pour yourself a drink and I'm kind of wishing I'd made that margarita now. Have a good cry. Yeah, I kind of wish I'd made that margarita now. Just go have a shot of tequila. Um, Maybe I I actually heard this. I actually heard this um, just a couple days ago. Not a couple days ago. A couple weeks ago. Seriously? Yeah. um, I was on Instagram and someone put a picture of their dog up. It was like somebody uh, well-known that I follow. And it had a pinch collar on. And there were some people commenting underneath it, like, um, hey, so your dog's gorgeous. Um, maybe, though, can you take that off? Um, and, and so, anyway, this person got super defensive. You know, like, balance training, that sort of thing. Doesn't hurt the dog. Mimics the bite. Mimics the mom's bite. Um, okay. So, number one. <laughs> but anyway, I was glad they were getting called out for it. Yeah. You know, like people are like, um, hey, no, that's that's sort of archaic at this point. Yeah, let's just go ahead and say if you have a trainer that tells you to put a prong collar on the dog or a shot collar on the dog, then they don't know how to train your dog. Because mm-hmm. your dog, if, if your dog has to walk on a prong collar, it's not trained. Right. Okay, so. Oh, which we've we've been over this a million a times. A million times. Yeah. But it I never just, hurts I don't to th- say it more. Yeah, I don't think we've ever gotten into the whole okay. like, mom, First mom off, biting yeah. the dog. First off, um, <laughs> dogs are avoiding conflict at all cost, period. So they're not going to intentionally cause pain. Mm-hmm. Um, a mother is not going to intentionally cause pain to her puppy. Even if you hear it yelp. The yelp is coming typically from it's got scared. Yeah. But um, you stepping on your puppy is more pain than what a mother dog will give their pups. Mm -hmm. Um, Typically, when a dog is correcting on a level three for a calming signal, uh, you're going to go more for a muzzle grab, not intended for harm, and it's not a bite down. Um, Dogs are just not going to be correcting that way, period. They're going to use many more... um, appropriate signals such as ignoring um such as sniffing the ground and doing something else redirecting the puppy Mm -hmm. people really watch mother dogs don't really do a lot of correction yeah they do a lot of redirection a lot of calming which you can look at as a correction Mm -hmm. Uh, i see a lot of the mothers when the dogs are puppies are really bad about jumping up in the face um, and if you watch, uh, I mean, we're doing this now. The puppy's jumping up in Isabella's face. 
Um, we're getting a lot of head turns from Isabella. We're getting a lot of body turns from Isabella. Uh, you'll even get some yawning. Mm-hmm. And the, and Isabella's trying to calm the pup. If that doesn't work, she might growl or snarl. And if that doesn't work, she might do a snap or attempted muzzle grab. Yeah. Um, that usually makes the puppy scream because it was just scary. Yeah. And no contact is being made. And I've really, I mean, obviously, because he's so small and she, you know, she does have a lot of energy. Um, I've watched her intentionally knowing that she was, she knew that she was going to a level three. I watched her adjust herself in a way that her snap was not going to get him in a place that would hurt him. Yeah. I watched her actually stop, sort of look at his body, see where his, what his positioning was. And then she snapped. Um, And she's done that several times where she's like, let me adjust myself here. It wasn't intended to hurt him. Of course he yelped because it was scary. Yeah. Like, oh my God, he's a baby. This dog has, and you know, and her muzzle grabs, um, well, you know, his whole head fits in her mouth. So yeah. that can look scary, but she's still not biting down. No, she's not. She's moving him away. Yep. Um, and that's exactly what it is. It's a grab. It's not a It's not a bite. No. Granted, sometimes there's blood involved because, as as we all know, well, teeth. muzzles. Yeah, teeth will hit a muzzle. Yeah, tooth will hit a muzzle thin, or something that's thin, thin skin. skin. But... It's um, not, none of this, none of the corrections are intended to cause harm, damage, or pain. Mm-hmm. Unlike the use of a prong collar, choke chain, or shock collar. Mm-hmm. When you guys say, and I say you guys, not my listeners typically. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> when balanced trainers say it doesn't hurt the dog. If it didn't hurt the dog, it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. It Aversive is about pain. It's about making something so unpleasant you don't want to do it. Have you ever seen uh, Clockwork Orange? I have not. Okay. I mean, it's not for the faint of heart. Uh, Older movie, classic, pretty gruesome, honestly. Um, Main character is just a dick. I mean, just horrible human. So, uh, basically... They uh, do like aversive training on him where it gets to the point where when he hears like a certain song, he like loses his mind. Like he gets super sick from it. Um, Basically trying to do like behavioral modification on this guy. So or whenever he sees something disturbing, like it's, it's just because he's tortured. He's tortured while he's watching some really horrible stuff. I'll have I to watch it. It. It, it sounds familiar. You'll have to watch it. Um, I'm I'm oversimplifying it, but um, it's sort of that. It's sort of that same thing where it's just so. I just lost my train of thought. Like it totally derailed there. Um, what did you say before that? Well, no, I mean it's it ba- talking that if it if it didn't hurt, it wouldn't. Work. Oh, exactly. It's so ultimately this aversive training behavioral modification works on him sure to the does. point like every time he hears this song like yeah he you know loses his mind yeah um it's painful so it's like because their whole point is every time he sees violence or something disgusting um they're trying to make make that like 
a horrible thing for him. Instead of him enjoying it. Yeah. Because he enjoys those things. So they're trying to make a negative association with it. So, I mean, it ultimately works. Yeah. But... Well, it goes back to they were them doing shock therapy. Shock therapy, right? Yeah. Um, That's so. been outlawed. I mean, but let's still use it on dogs. Yeah, exactly. Who can't even speak our language or understand right. this world they're in. Right. I don't recommend watching that movie if you have a weak stomach, and there are a lot of trigger warnings in that movie. But um, but it is a good, even if you just watch that part, It's it's a good example of how aversive techniques work. Yeah. Um, well, and, you know, then I get, a, this is what we get to. Um, but every time I pull it out, he gets excited because he knows we're going for a walk. So it must not be that bad. I have literally never heard that. Oh, I hear it all the time. Hear it all the time. When they pull out a pinch collar? Pinch collar, shock collar. The dog loves it because they know they're getting to go for a walk. Okay, so here's the thing. I love tattoos. They hurt. Mm-hmm. They hurt. The needle comes out. It's on the same spot. It hurts. It's painful. Right. Yeah. But the reward that I get mm-hmm. works. It doesn't mean that the tattoo is less painful. Mm-hmm. It's painful. But the reward of having it is yay for me. So the reward of a walk for a dog. Yes. It doesn't mean they like the prong. They just really want the walk and they know that's the only way to get it yeah they have to suffer through the yeah you suffer through the negative to have the positive Mm -hmm. and the thing is is they shouldn't have to yeah train your dog teach them how to walk and if you're throwing out the i can't physically control your dog there are tools that we can use that will not cause pain to your dog to physically get control Mm -hmm. and the second thing is don't buy a dog you can't physically control Period. Unless you start training early on. And off-leash. And off-leash. So you're not physically controlling the dog. But, yeah, just because the dog is excited because he knows he's going for a walk doesn't mean he's comfortable with a prong collar. Doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. Yeah. It hurts. That's not a... That's how it works. Right. And don't tell me my dog walks great if you're using a prong collar. Take the prong and then tell me how and show me how your dog work, walks. Mm-hmm. If your dog cannot walk without a prong collar, then number one, your dog doesn't know how to walk with you. Number two, you'll never have off leash control mm-hmm. ever. So there's that. Boom, boom, dropped it. Where's my yeah. margarita? <laughs> I think we a margarita. So I mean, those are those are my top three that I hear. Um, what it, what else have you got? Because I know Did we you, do three. Well, I mean, I had it listed as like dominance, and then well, dominance and alpha sort of go together. Yeah. Um, and then sort of that pinch collar. Um, those are some of the main myths, and I, and I think that it was like because I this coming from our client, he was like, so I don't have to go through the door door first. No. Mm-hmm. So they, I can get on the floor and play with them. Yes. I can give them bones. Yes. Mm-hmm. I can tug with my dog. I can tug. That was one he said. Yeah. Can I tug with my dog without make him aggressive? No, you can tug with your dog. If your dog enjoys tug, play tug. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, back in the day, I remember, um, you know, some trainers saying, absolutely do not play tug with your dog. Again, it makes you 
on their level. Basically, you become a dog. And I'm they, okay with that. They see, <laughs> they see you as another dog. Yeah, they don't. They're not stupid. They know you're not a dog. <laughs> they know. So I don't promise play, you they know you're play, not a dog. Yeah, so don't play tug with your dog. That's, that's just dumb. Play tug with your dog if your dog likes to play tug. And I, let him win. I let He Is- can actually win. I let Isabella win all the time. Well, yeah, because she probably really wins. She mostly does. She throws that head around. Right? And don't think that every... Here's a couple of things. Not every dog should know how to play fetch. That's like saying that every human should know how to play chess. I sure do right? not. Don't force your dog to play fetch if they don't like to play fetch. Mm-hmm. Maybe they like to play chase. They chase after the ball, but they don't want to bring it back. Yeah. Let them chase the ball. Just know you got to go get it or right. have several balls. And don't think that your dog has to be something that they're not. They don't have to be friendly to everybody. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be petted by everybody. They don't have to love every dog. Yeah. They don't have to want to play with every dog. They don't have to enjoy going to craft fairs. Mm-hmm. They don't have to enjoy going to pick up your kids at school. Yeah. If they don't like it, you need to respect that and find other things they do enjoy. Stop trying to make your dog into something they're not. And with this new pup, I'm really working hard to try to figure out what he really likes and what he's okay with. Because I want him to be a dog I can take everywhere and do anything with. Mm-hmm. But as he continues to to grow and mature and develop, we'll figure that out. Yeah. You know, so that's another thing is that stop thinking that your dog has to be something that your neighbor's dog is or your dog's uh, or your your dog when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Stop with that. I think that's another thing is that's that I think that would be a good myth to talk about of your dog doesn't have to be everybody's best friend. Your dog needs to be able to handle conflict, uh, avoid confrontation, have good signals and how to be responsive around people and other dogs. But they don't have to be friends. Right. I mean, yeah. If there's aggressive behavior, it's something we need to work on. But. Yeah, and another good myth. Here's another quick one. I should be able to pet my dog anytime I want. Well, we did the episode consent, on consent. Yeah. No, you don't. Right now, my little guy's not that cuddly. Mm-hmm. He's He doesn't. Matter of fact, I wish we'd had it on video. I was petting on him yesterday or last night, I think I was petting on him, and he moved slightly away from me. Yeah, he did an entire body turn. Okay, maybe it was more than slightly. Um, <laughs> And I was like, man, I wish I had that on video so people could see that he doesn't want to be petted right now. Mm -hmm. That's okay. He was tired. He had had a long day. He was sleepy. I wanted to love on him, but he wasn't in the mood. Right. And so I shouldn't be the bully to say, no, I want to pet you right now and I'm going to pet you. Mm -hmm. No. This is a relationship. Just like because he's so little, he's eight pounds. We weighed him today. He's oh, eight pounds. Okay. He gained half a pound this week. Um, I tell him when I'm when I want to pick him up, I tell him up, and he has the option of either backing away or he'll start to lift up. Have you seen how yeah. he'll lift those front feet up? Or he'll just stand there and wait for you to pick him up. Today, he just uh several times I was gonna pick him up and put in the crate. And I want to do up. I gave him a couple options, but he backed away every time. Mm-hmm. So I just grabbed some treats. I went in. The crate is on my bed uh, so that he is, can, you know, knows that I'm there. 
So I have to pick him up to put him up on the bed in the crate. Right. So I took some treats and I just put him in his crate. And then he knew at that point, he's like, oh, wait a minute. There's some good. So he came to the bed, stood up because he knows that's where I mm-hmm. pick him up. And I say up. He stayed there, picked him up and he went into his crate. Right. So it's again, it's about, yes, there are moments where I need to pick him up and do something. But I try to make a real good habit of giving him the choice. You can still be respectful about it. Absolutely. Because that's how we build trust. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, this is why so many people have small dogs that run from them when they try to pick them up. Mm -hmm. Or they snap at them or bite them every time they pick them up. Because they're tired of being picked up. Right? So picking up and petting and these type things need to have consent. And you need to come up with a a way to communicate that. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what I got on that. There you go. I, I mean, yeah, we'll probably think of more. I'm sure. And if y'all have any ideas and if y'all want to hear something about with if you think's a myth or something you want us to talk about, shoot us an email. Mm-hmm. We love I loved when I he was like on Saturday, he's like, I got all kinds of episode ideas and he's actually going to come on. That's cool. Yeah. So he wants to do the before and after. So that's awesome. Um, well, I'm going to have him on and, and do an uh, episode because I think it'd be fun mm-hmm. for you guys to listen to one of my clients. Um, and their thought process on all this. Yeah. And I mean, we've only done two sessions, but uh, yeah, it's really interesting. And we are going to do, Amanda's going to come back and we're going to do another little puppy <laughs> now that I have a puppy. And boy, it's and been. She can laugh at you. Yeah, she's going to. Yeah, I'm tired. Uh, puppy. Yeah, that's what I got. Anyway, awesome. you got anything extra? Uh, no, I mean, I'm sure soon as like we finish recording, I'll be like, oh, damn. Yeah. Forgot about this one. Yeah. Write it down. I will. We'll do another one. And then, guys, if y'all have some myth or just some questions that you have, that what things that you've heard and you're not real sure about, shoot us an email, podcast at dogspeak101.com or info at dogspeak101.com. You can also go through our website and our contact form is on there. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Get some, you know, answer any of your questions. Uh, if you have a training question. Mm-hmm. We haven't done a listener's questions in a while. No. So maybe we need to put t- yeah, together for to, that too. We need to get on that one. That'd be awesome. So y'all send us, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, don't forget, we have our merchandise. The communication seminar is still um, on the website. Highly recommend that you guys do that. Especially if you're not local and you can't do the live version uh, where you get to spend three hours drinking with me. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> Help us. Um let me say, I think there was something else I was going to say, but I guess it just went right out of here. Oh, yeah. We also do Zoom consults if you're not around here. Yes, we have done several Zoom consults yeah. from, pe- from listeners, and it's been great. Yeah, just if you have general questions and um, just want to know how to get started on things. Yeah, and please rate and review wherever you listen so that more people can find our podcast. Uh, we really want to get in that top 10,000 podcast. <laughs> That's my goal right now. Um, I don't even think we're ranked. So, but no, if y'all just can rank wherever you listen, uh, we'd really appreciate that because that helps other people find our podcast. And then of course you can share with your family and friends, your dog groups, your friends, um, your friendly dog groups, whatever. Rescues. Maybe, maybe not kids on this one since we uh, had some colorful language. Yeah, we'll put the E on here for that explicit <laughs> episode. Um, yeah, but uh, we appreciate you guys and would love to, to hear from you. Um, now you sit back and think about, you know, all these, uh, myths that, that you're like, really, that's not a thing. Mm -hmm. And maybe it'll help you change your relationship with your dog. 
That's that's our goal is to help you have the best relationship with your dog to make sure that you're meeting your dog's needs and that the dog is meeting your needs. It's a relationship. It's the way it works. All right, you guys have a wonderful week.